Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ingrained and Balanced Podcast. Wow, we're so happy to have you guys here today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in for these first few episodes. We've had an unbelievable response. People have been reaching out, asking questions, suggesting things they'd like to talk about. So yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. We've got something really good today. We have a guest that actually kind of walks the walk. She she's, she's has an incredible story to tell. And we can't wait to dive in. I have my my co-host, Marty, here with me as well. But before we get into our interviewing our guests, let me tell you a little bit about her, okay? Uh, her name is Janine Grayson. She's a certified life coach and behavior change specialist for the past nine years. Her one-to-one coaching service helps individuals shed their self-doubt, identify their limiting beliefs, reframe new thoughts, and take empowered action in their lives. Today's conversation is going to be about mindset and how it relates to bad habits that can result in self-sabotage, keeping us stuck, frustrated, and even overwhelmed so that we don't even see how we're getting in our own way. Wow, do we all see this every day, right? People we know, people we work with, uh, stuff, reality TV we watch. I'm like, I identify stuff and I'm like, holy cow, those are red flags right there. But anyways, without any further ado, let me say hi to Janine. Janine, how are you? Hi, Lonnie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Oh, thank you for taking the time. I mean, we're, we're so excited to have you. Um, before we dive right into it, uh, what we're starting to do on our episodes right now is our first question is, because we always talk about habits. Do you have daily habits you practice every day? I'm sure you do. And can you name one that you already knocked out today for us? Oh, yes. Um, I start every single morning with my uh, fresh celery juice. I do 16 ounces of that. It's all about kind of hydration and detoxification. And, you know, uh, before before I really I do anything, roll out of bed, open the fridge and start sipping that. So that's how I start every morning. Oh, see, I haven't done that yet. I'm going to give it a shot. (laughs) Yeah, it's good stuff. That's good nice, stuff. Nice, nice, good, good, good. Well, now we'll just jump right in. Um, do you mind taking a quick minute because uh, your story is pretty amazing, and what kind of you know how you had to make a make a pivot in your life, and how you realized what road you were going on, and why you wanted to change, and and how that journey began. You mind talking a little bit about that? Uh, absolutely. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Uh, for years, I, I spent years of my life in, in a very toxic, unhealthy relationship and, uh, very much a people pleaser, didn't have healthy boundaries. You know, in a nutshell, that kind of lifestyle is really not sustainable. It doesn't do much to support our mental or physical health and wellness. And so, Really, as a product of of that lifestyle, I I began to get physically ill, and um, that led to a a cancer diagnosis um, at a, at a very young age. And it was it was a tough pill to swallow. Um, I've always been a very fit, active individual. You know that became my reality. Shortly after that diagnosis. I think I, I really kind of hit a low spot of, of feeling, um, helpless, frustrated, uh, unclear about what the future held. And so my transformation 
began with a bit of a mindset shift and a real conversation with myself, just sitting, sitting by myself, getting real with myself. And it started with the acknowledgement that I was basing my happiness on the idea that someone else was going to change, that my partner was going to change and, and, and kind of really putting my life on hold and everything was, was hinged on that idea. And I just honestly accepted that I wasn't happy. And if I wanted to see different changes in my life, like happiness, fulfillment, growth, I was going to need to leave that place where I was at. I was going to need to leave that relationship. My first order of business was to get healthy and to get through my cancer journey, the treatments, uh, the surgeries, all that lied ahead, which I did. And then uh, one foot after the other, very small incremental steps, I started changing every aspect of my life. I left an unhealthy relationship. Uh, I moved to a new city. I met the love of my life. I uh, quit a very comfortable job and became an entrepreneur. I became just very passionate about helping, helping individuals get healthy and well and entered the, the health and wellness space, which eventually organically grew into mindset and confidence coaching. So that's kind of an abridged version of, of where I came and, and where I'm at today. I'm happy to expand on any aspect of that. Yeah. First, I, I have to commend you on, on how brave you were because like you said, to, to just move to another city, quit a, uh, well, I say comfortable because it sounded like a secure yeah. job, right? Very, very much. When it comes to mindset in your business, is there a, a first step or, or something that you ask people to identify with to kind of acknowledge if they're in a right place, in the right place? Let me kind of deconstruct first, really uh, the important aspect of mindset and how it really controls so many aspects of our life. So our mindset is the lens through which we see ourselves, others, situations, the reality around us. It's, it's really the lens, the glasses that we, we wear. When we are willing to shift and change our mindset, it opens up endless opportunities for growth and evolvement. Now, when working with an individual or, or certainly just making suggestions to an individual as far as how to begin the process of shifting or changing their mindset, the first step is really identifying what our limiting beliefs are that are holding us back. That's a big step, Lonnie, because so many of us lack awareness of those limiting beliefs that are holding us back. So we really have to identify those. And, and how I work with clients is I really start talking about areas of their life that maybe they are lacking fulfillment or happiness, 
or areas that they want to see growth and start doing a little bit of Q&A and, and just asking them where they see themselves at in those areas of their lives, uh, why maybe they're not seeing progression. And the reason I do that is when we start engaging in dialogue and, and talking about, you know, why we think we're not moving forward or why we think we don't have happiness or success in an area of our life, it very often reveals some limiting beliefs as to why we're not moving forward. So the first step is is really identifying those limiting beliefs. So just to reroute to my brief story that I shared with you, you know, one of my limiting beliefs in life that kept me stuck in an unhealthy relationship for years was that my happiness would come when my partner changed. So that's what I was kind of hinging my happiness on is that someone else was going to change. And that's, that's how I would reach a state of happiness in my life. That was very much a limiting belief and kept me back from moving forward. So that would really essentially be the first step is just identifying those, those false truths per se. And, and often limiting beliefs can come from childhood. They can come from the way that we were raised. Things that our parents told us, uh, you know, our social circle, relationships, unhealthy messages, unhealthy relationships. A lot of those limiting beliefs are formed during those years. And, and believe it or not, we can carry those limiting beliefs with us for years uh, into adulthood and, and well beyond. And they, they really get in the way of, of us taking a step forward. I know we've all been guilty of, of that when, it, as it relates to expecting the other people you're dealing with, whether it's personally or professionally, they've acknowledged their issues and said they're going to change. So that puts you on the back paddle waiting for that, waiting for that change to happen. Absolutely. And it's just the, the wrong approach. I would bet that it's not just the case where somebody has said that, that they're going to change or said, Hey, I want to change. I would bet a lot of times. This comes from, hey, I have an ideal in my head of how I would like this person to be. Yes. And I'm going to try and change this person so that this person can then make me happy. Bingo. And that is a losing scenario. Especially if we love and care for those individuals. If you love and care for someone and you 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 think you have it all figured out in your head as to, you know, if they would just do X, Y, and Z, then everything would be great. But, uh, you know, we cannot change people. We really cannot change people. We can be positive influences. We can help provide tools for individuals. But individuals, that's that's a personal choice. They have to own where they're at and want to make change, right? whether they have acknowledged they need to make change or maybe they have acknowledged that they need to make change and just aren't taking the steps forward. Both of those scenarios are absolutely valid and real and can keep us kind of essentially in the waiting room and putting our life and progress and happiness and fulfillment on hold while we wait for that to happen. Right, and, and putting the work that we're putting into someone else 
it's allowing us to not look at ourselves as much and say, Absolutely. Hey, what do I need to change about me so, so that true. I can be happy? Because it's much easier. I mean, it's, it's not easy to change yourself, but it's a lot easier to change yourself to create happiness than it is to change somebody else and think that that's going to create happiness in you. Most definitely. And, and really happiness is an inside job. It's a decision that we aren't going to base our happiness on our external situation, other people waiting for something to happen or a perfect scenario. Happiness is really a choice and, and intertwined with that, I believe is just uh, a regular practice of gratitude to, you know, identify where we want to go, maybe where we want to progress and grow and evolve, but also having gratitude for those aspects of our life that, you know, that we have right now. I actually have a practice um, every morning. I don't know if you play golf or ever took golf lessons, but I remember my instructor years ago telling me, when you approach the ball with your, you know, with your club, you create a mental checklist in your body, right? When you're lining up, you know, where your hips, your shoulders, blah, 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 blah. So I use that in my morning life. When I'm having my coffee, before I look at any of my screens, before I do anything, I go through a mental checklist about what I'm going to need for myself today to be happier. You know what I mean? And it doesn't necessarily mean things relating to work. It could be th something related to my significant other, my son, my, you know what I mean? And, uh -huh, and, and it uh -huh. kind of, it's like making your bed in the morning. It sets your day up with a tone that you're kind of already feeling good about yourself because you, you know what you're going to do today, you know, and that's the, the, the mental checklist that I need. That's how I do it. Right. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I, I haven't tried golf and gosh, um, that, that would be a scary thing. <laughs> but everybody's got their context they need to relate to, right? And I think uh, that's how I am with with my my gym time, my my weightlifting. That's my zone. It's interesting how you can start a practice. I, mean, I, I started. I joined my first gym when I was eighteen, and and I've just been a diehard since. But you know, you start a practice maybe as a social thing or a sport or to get in shape. For me, my fitness practice now, it's such a mental thing. It is such a mental thing. It is my me time where I just listen to my music, zone out, connect with my body. Um, and my husband would tell you that I am so much more pleasant and happy and fun post-workout. I mean, that is really, that is really my, my mental space. And I, and I start every day that way. Yeah. Yeah. Our listeners know that about myself and trying to get Marty to get in there. Oh, I, I, I have to do it first thing in the morning. <laughs> you know, I've done it in my life first thing in the morning, but, but when I hear you say, Hey, that is my time. That is my, that that's how I recharge my batteries. That is, you know, how I put my music on and I go through. And I'm so much happier afterwards. I am 100% with you in that. If I go three days without a workout, you know, I feel less than. I feel like I haven't been good to myself. And then yeah. afterwards, I'm like, okay, all right, good. And I yes. feel much more centered. And I'm absolutely right, is, you feel like yourself. Marty. Yeah, this yes. is Marty. This is good. You know, this it's a it's a it's a big deal. So that's a that's a habit that I will not give up on. So everybody does it differently, and Amen. every you know. 
I, I love weights. Lonnie does all kinds of different things and likes changing his, you know, but getting in there, moving, feeling that to me is so connected with my mental health. I, you know, I learned that early on and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> yes, 100%. So agree. You know, it's funny. Let's, let's look at it through that lens. So we kind of talk, touched on external forces, right? In your personal life. What if somebody's happy with their life? You know, they're, they're, they're in love. That, that part of their life's great. They love their career, you know, but they haven't worked out or exercised in 20 years, you know, but they raise kids, whatever the case may be. Now they find themselves, they have the time, but they just can't get into the, again, that mindset of getting that ball roll, rolling and being consistent with it. Is there something like a, a, when you're coaching people, how do you help them get into that, that frame of mind? Often the idea of implementing something new in our life or change or getting to a goal, the idea of it can be overwhelming. And we often get overwhelmed with making change in our life when we take a bird's eye view of what we're going to have to integrate into our daily schedule, how much time it's going to take, what is that going to affect. And so I'm a big believer when we are trying to integrate any kind of change in our life that we start small. Really, the idea is that we build small habits over time, make those, those things habits, those new changes, um, and then slowly integrate and grow those. So, you know, I have a saying, if, if you have a habit that you're trying to integrate and you're repeatedly not doing it, then you need to shrink the habit, make it a smaller ask of time, a smaller commitment. And by that, let me give you a, a real example. You know, often individuals that maybe are not exercising, not engaging in a healthy physical exercise practice somehow think that going from no exercise to, you know, going to the gym five days a week is going to be, um, you know, the way to start their transformation. And, And I actually believe that when we try and integrate too much at once, that we get into that place of overwhelm. And then we quit it all together. Consistency is really the key when building a habit, even if it's a t- it's smaller time spent. So, you know, starting an exercise habit with maybe walking every day, doing a 20 minute walk, you know, making it easy, making it convenient, starting to build a healthy practice at a particular time of the day. Once we have that going, then we maybe want to integrate, you know, a couple gym sessions in addition to the walking. Once we have that going, then we can integrate and lengthen the duration of our gym sessions. But to go from not engaging in an activity to engaging in an activity of substantial length, you know, multiple times a week, we have to work up to that. And I'll tell you, spending years in the health and fitness space, when I would consult with a prospective client, and I was talking to an individual that has essentially just spent years of their life being sedentary, 
and they wanted to start working out with me, you know, five days a week, I I would immediately recommend a a different route uh, because individuals can quickly experience burnout. Uh, when, when they have like the all or nothing mentality. And so I really believe that for sustainable habits, we have to start small. We have to integrate one or two changes, build on that and add to that. That's, that's how we do it sustainably. We can't have the all or nothing mentality. I love the incrementalism because I think it, it sets people up for success because when somebody goes from being sedentary to say, eh, I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to go five days a week. I'm going to do this. You're, they're, they're setting up expectations in their mind already. And Absolutely. they're, and they're saying, Hey, I want to have results in this time and I'm going to yes. have this result and I'm going to have, and it's almost inevitable that they are going to be disappointed. And now they're doing something hard. It hurts. There's recovery. It's something new. They probably feel silly. They're not as good. And now they're also, they're not meeting their expectations. And that is a recipe for failure. It's setting ourselves up to fail. And, you know, the repercussions of that are not just that they're not engaging in the healthy practice. Think about the mental message that that sends to them gosh, you know, I've tried this and I failed. It's it's another failure to add to my book of failures. So it doesn't do anything to move us forward. And I, I know we have such a society of, you know, these maybe unrealistic, uh, you know, get in shape in 30 days. Like, it doesn't work that way. It, the instant gratification, setting ourselves up to fail by having unrealistic expectations, unrealistic goals, then eventually, very quickly rather, getting totally overwhelmed with it and quitting it altogether. So that's, that's absolutely true. And, you know, if we're going to talk about getting in shape, a word that comes up a lot is motivation. And I historically am, am not someone that likes to focus on motivation when I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my clients because motivation is a feeling and we are human and our feelings are fickle. And let me just tell you, I love to work out. Do I wake up every single morning motivated to work out? No, sometimes I wake up and I'm thinking about the, you know, 45 things on my to-do list today and I've got a bunch of other stuff going on. I know I'm going to get my workout in, but that's because I've scheduled it. It's a habit. I'm committed to it. I don't sit and think about whether I feel good about it or excited or motivated. I just do it. So, it's not an option, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, you know, so motivation is, motivation might make an activity more enjoyable. But if we're looking to build a healthy practice in our life, motivation is not a sustainable thing to rely on. Motivation is temporary, right? It it is temporary. And, And any practice that we're looking to build requires sustainability, requires consistency. Motivation is not 
consistency. And so motivation might prompt us to pick up the phone and call a professional to kind of get us on the track. It, it might, uh, spur us to jump online and, you know, order some, some tennis shoes so we can start getting active, but it's, it's not going to carry us through building those habits. The consistency is key. And that's why starting small and doing the small consistency and then building on the duration, building on the length, building on the commitment is really the sustainable way. You know, I, I read a book, um, I read a book and, and don't quote me, but I believe it was called Mini Habits. And it was about this individual that, you know, he was trying to get in shape for years, trying to, you know, every year he would set a New Year's resolution of, you know, going to the gym and, and working out. And it just every year it wasn't happening. And as ridiculous as it sounds, he just had a moment of clarity and got real with himself and said, you know, I am going to commit to doing one push up a day. That might sound silly. People might laugh when they hear that, but I'll tell you that one push up a day turned into five push ups a day, turned into stretching and a quick run before the push ups, turned into him eventually building a regular everyday practice of exercise. And he is no longer in that place where he is just setting goals and just not even starting. So there is power in starting small. Everybody's roadmap is different, right? Absolutely. We talk, uh, you know, fulfillment that we, we, we use that word. And I think when you start any journey or you work on a roadmap for whatever journey you want to go on, what does the end look like? What is, what are you, where are you trying to get to? I think you have to know what that is, but you have to be willing to know what you need to do at the, we say the starting line. You touched on that earlier. It's like so many of us focus on the finish line. You're, you're set up, you're setting yourself up for failure already because you're already thinking about all the things that are possibly going to go wrong when all you have to do is get prepared to get to the finish, to starting line and start. So true. That's so true. And there is such an emphasis, you know, when you, when you subscribe to the mindset that it's all about goals. Again, I, I don't want to poo poo on goals. I think it's important to set goals. Like I, you know, I, but I just see goals as what we're setting in our navigation system. So we identify the direction that we want to go, but really self transformation and growth is about the journey. When we are doing the practice day in and day out, that is when we are learning things like strength, resilience, commitment, hard work. Those aspects are built through the journey. You know, when we wake up overwhelmed because we have a lot on our plate, but we get our workout done because it's a habit and it's scheduled, that's a win. And that helps us experience a win during a, a busy time in our life. And, and we benefit from that. So it's very much about the journey. And, you know, and, and I think having the mindset of, gosh, if, if you want sustainable fitness, there, there's no finish line for that. It's ongoing. It's lifestyle. Um, lifestyle. You know, it's yeah. so, so lifestyle. I yeah. remember walking in a gym in my 20s, and I still kind of laugh at this. 
walking in my in a gym in my 20s and just literally like going and picking up heavy weight and starting to lift no stretching like <laughs> no warm up just starting to lift heavy i could never get away with that now i've got to do you know my all of my stretching and my warm up so i'm not getting injured but you know the point is so my practice has grown and evolved and i've learned we always have to embrace the journey and the growth and the evolution if if we want something to be sustainable. I'm much more with you in terms of, hey, I want to understand directionally where I'm going. If I, if I look for directions and look at a map, I always bring them, zoom, zoom out on the map so I know about where I'm going, and then I'm going to find the specific areas. Not everybody's like that. Not, you know, different people, you know, some people just want the details and they, they're not even worried about the big picture. But right. to me, goals, the, the specificity of goals are very important and they help determine whether you're going to meet that goal or not, right? The more specific your goal is, the less likely you're going to meet that goal. I am not a, a hugely goal-oriented person. I'm much more directionally oriented. I'm much more journey-oriented. Hey, is this is this journey cool? So can you talk a little bit about what that, you know, how that impacts people when they make too specific a goal or sometimes or even when, when other, you know, someone like me makes a mistake of, Hey, your goal really isn't specific enough. I do think when setting goals, there needs to be some specificity and there, there definitely has to be when we're goal setting the larger overview goals. So. I'm, I am going to use health and fitness as an example because it's a, it's a really easy example and it's relatable for a lot of people. So let's say somebody's big picture goal is they want to lose 50 pounds weight loss. A lot of people can relate to that. That's okay to identify that that's where we would like to end up. However, we need to kind of break a big goal down into small bite-sized pieces that are specific, attainable. We, we don't want to set ourselves up for failure, right? We don't want to just chase a weight loss goal of 50 pounds of weight loss and not have a defined, identifiable way to achieve that. So I do think there is a healthy balance in kind of reducing reducing a large goal into smaller steps, like this is the direction I want to go. So, you know, roughly, this is about the time frame that I'd like to achieve it. But then we look at our, our daily habits and ask ourselves, what do I need to be doing on the daily that will support getting me to where I say I want to go? And that's a big one for people because anyone can set a goal. I want to make a million dollars. I want to buy that car. I want to lose 50 pounds. In a lot of ways, goals are kind of wishful thinking, but it's kind of like, all right, put your money where your mouth is. What are you doing if you want to make a million dollars, if you want to buy that car, if you want to lose 50 pounds? What are you doing every day? Are you living in alignment with what you say that you want? What are you doing? What practices are you engaging in on the daily that support what you say you want? 
And that, that is a form of self-sabotage, by the way, is by setting goals, but staying very uncommittal with changing our daily habits. And it's a way to kind of set a goal, but sort of distance ourselves from the work that it takes to get there because anyone can set a goal, but the reality is it takes a lot of work and behavior change and consistency to get there. And I always say our daily habits are the trajectory of where we're going to go. If we want to lose 50 pounds, what are, what are we eating? How much are we moving during the day? And I, I do want to pause that thought and say the following. Getting in shape, reaching a goal is never about doing it perfect. Uh, perfectionism actually gets in the way of us reaching our goals because we will never always do it perfectly. There is no perfect scenario and there are going to be days where we stumble. Um, our power lies in the ability to get up and keep moving forward. Perfectionism really for a lot of people, you know, we think of perfectionism as, as being this meticulous desire to have everything in order. And really perfectionism is the fear of failure, fear of disappointing people, the fear of making a mistake. And in chasing our goals, we need to understand that it's not always going to fall into place perfectly. But that is what we learn along the way in the journey is how to most of the time stay focused on those daily habits, make choices consistent with what we say we want. And, you know, sometimes we kind of stumble, but we just pick it right back up and keep moving forward. That's essential. I know for me, there are a lot of days where, you know, I'd all, I always love to get in a great workout to set a new personal record, a PR, or, you know, to do something great and be super motivated. But there are a lot of days where I get out of the gym and I think, okay, all right, I got my workout. in, And that that's, you know, that's like, that's a solid. I'm like, you know what? You, you, you got it today. You know, you didn't skip it. You went there, you got through it. You did, you know, 90, 95% of the things that you wanted to do before you went in. And that's, that's pretty good. Like, okay, all right. Not so bad, you know, and, and you have to take, you have to take some pride from that and say, okay, maybe I hope tomorrow's going to be a better day and I'm going to get an amazing workout. But if not, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get my workout in again. That, that, that's a mentality that saves me that I know, you know, allows me not to beat myself up quite as much and say, huh, I, you know, I, I, I had the discipline. I went in, I did it. I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't want to do it today, but actually by the end of it, I kind of enjoy it. And now I feel really good. So true. I, and I think completing it is such is is such a personal win, you know, and whether it was a little shorter than what you thought, or maybe not like a, a monster crazy workout where you kind of crushed some goal, but you got it done, you got the work done. And I think that accomplishing 
those daily habits that we know are getting us closer to our goals. That feeling, that sense of accomplishment is a personal win. Now, you said something that you, you mentioned that you're not going to feel guilty, you know, if, if you don't get the workout done that you would kind of envisioned. And self-guilting is such an important thing to talk about because we, we all engage in it from time to time. And the issue with self-guilting is it really gets in the way of us moving forward. If we stay in that place of self-guilting and kind of being critical of ourselves, it impedes our ability to move forward. And so a tool that I like to suggest with my clients is just kind of doing an end of the day mental checklist, if you will, with yourself and being more objective with what got done, what didn't get done. How do I feel about it? Not focusing so much on the self-guilt or um, just pointing out everything that we didn't do or that we did wrong, but just being more objective. You know, what were some of the wins that I experienced today? And what were some of the things that I wish would have happened that didn't, or maybe that I wish I would have focused a little bit more on? And, and then the second part to that is, what could I do different tomorrow to help transform some of those things that weren't wins into things that I feel a little more excited about. It's fair to have those real conversations with ourselves and to acknowledge, you know, when we're putting in the effort or when we're not putting in the effort. But it's instead of, you know, focusing so much on making ourselves feel bad about it, we've got to focus more on what can I, what can I do different tomorrow? And I do want to mention just a little bit about that and habits and change and the hamster wheel mentality that I talk to my clients about a lot. You know, when we think of a hamster wheel, we think of a hamster just running in circles, doing the same thing over, uh, day in and day out. And sometimes the hamster will pick up speed and just run faster. But essentially, the hamster is just running the same route, maybe slower, maybe faster, running the same route. I always like to say when we want to implement change in our life, we have to get off the hamster wheel in the sense of our mindset and our willingness to try things a different way. So it's not always about, gosh, I didn't do that again today. I'm just going to try harder tomorrow. It's not always about trying harder. If something isn't happening, we have to ask ourselves, why is it not happening? Do I need to, you know, shrink the practice, make, make it a, a shorter time spend? Do I need to try to do it first thing in the morning as opposed to saving it until after work? Do I need to schedule it and put it on my calendar? Maybe I need to integrate um, audio reminders. Um, what could I do different to see if I can experience a win and actually get this thing done? So shifting our mindset about that hamster wheel is a big thing for people because 
for years, I have heard people say, no, I didn't do it. I'm just going to try harder tomorrow. And it's like, no, we need to get clarity on why something's not happening and, and, and have the honesty to just ask ourselves, Hey, it's not happening. What could I do different? This has been incredible. A lot of really good stuff in here. Before we wrap up, Janine, is there anything that you'd like to talk about your one-on-one coaching platform and and just how it works and how people can can get in touch with you? Obviously, we're going to have your website and your social media handles and everything in the show notes. But if you want to take a second and talk about your coaching platform. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, I, I do work one-on-one with clients because I do believe, although I you know have a, a big tool bag of tools that I, I use with my clients, a lot of times uh, individuals sort of need different tools in different orders. And so I, I do believe in the power of, of, of coaching one-on-one. Individuals can reach out to me via my website and via social media. And I always offer for prospective clients a complimentary clarity call where I can just connect with someone and they can get clarity on maybe what the next step might be moving forward in their life um, in relation to the changes and the outcomes that they would like to see. I'm in this industry because I'm passionate about self-transformation and and pursuing happiness and living our best life. And I believe we all have that capacity. And if if I can be one of those individuals that helps people transform their lives, then I'm doing my life's work. So, so happy to be here and just a pleasure talking to you, gentlemen. It's been a fun morning. Oh, thank you. The pleasure's all ours. Well, with that said, again, Janine, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, folks, if you really like this conversation today, and hopefully you were able to take a little, little bit of knowledge away from you to help inspire you and get your day uh, off to a better start, by all means, please, hopefully, uh, you have subscribed to the channel already. If you haven't done so, please hit subscribe and like this episode. If you're on YouTube, same thing. Leave a review for us. We'd really appreciate it, okay? We'll look forward to talking with you guys soon. Take care.